Welcome to the Valley Avon Podcast, a weekly podcast provided by Valley Community Baptist Church, located in Avon, Connecticut. Let's pray together. Gracious God, your presence today, we confess that we trust you. We profess that we trust you. We have learned that you are trustworthy. And so, God, as we think about living our lives, our prayer today is, God, would you teach us what you want from us and for us? In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Why do you think we struggle to give and receive freely? Probably in part because we're afraid of being scammed. I'm very heartened to let you know that I've received another letter from a Nigerian prince (laughs) who once again has been overthrown in a coup, and he's struggling to get out of the country, and he's trying to locate his wealth in the United States so that it'll be safe, and he's asked me if I'll hold on to it, and I'm so honored because he told me that if I do, he's going to give me a cut of it afterward, which is just great. And what I love is that since ChatGPT is out there, his grammar has improved greatly. And of course it's a scam, of course it's a scam, and there are so many scams out there, and as a result, we're afraid, and we're afraid of being scammed. No, no, no one wants to be scammed, and so it makes it a little bit more difficult to give and to receive freely. At the same time, as much as we're afraid of being scammed, it's also partly because of our own focus on ourselves that we have difficulty giving and receiving freely. We want stuff, we like stuff, and we want more stuff. And when we get stuff, we want to use that stuff for our own happiness and for our own ends. And we want to be the ones to make the decisions about what we do with our stuff. And those are the things that we think, but as soon as you hear them said out loud, You recognize in their notes of greed and of selfishness and even idolatry, but it is our focus on ourselves that sometimes makes it difficult to give and to receive freely. When we walk with God, it changes how we give and receive. I'm using the term walking with God in this series to describe being followers of Jesus who intentionally obey God and diligently do so for a lifetime. Abraham walked with God. He didn't know Jesus personally yet, but Abraham was already looking forward to the day when he would see Jesus. Abraham walked with God and shows us how to give and to receive. Abraham learned about giving and receiving in Genesis chapter 12, where he was told, he he heard God saying to him that he, Abraham, was blessed to be a blessing. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, 
God called Abraham to follow him. And then in verses two and three, God said that you are going to be blessed for a purpose. In verses two and three, we read the Lord saying, and I will make of you, Abraham, a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And so God is promising that he will bless Abraham by giving him many descendants and causing him to own a land, the land of Canaan, which in the modern day would be roughly the borders of Israel and parts of Lebanon. God said, you will own this land of Canaan as well. But when God tells Abraham that he's going to bless him, he doesn't say, I'm going to bless you just in order to make you happy. And I'm not going to bless you just for your own enjoyment. God says, I am going to bless all of the nations of earth through your descendants. I'm going to bless you, but that blessing has a purpose. Abraham, you are blessed in order to be a blessing. So what can we learn from Abraham today about giving and receiving? Well, as we dig into the life of Abraham today, we read first that Abraham was indeed blessed. Abraham was blessed. In fact, we read about how Abraham was blessed in Genesis chapter 13, verses 2 through 7, where we read, Now, Abram was very rich in livestock, in silver and in gold, and he journeyed on from the Negev as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning, between Bethel and Ai, to the place where he had made an altar at the first. And there Abram called upon the name of the Lord. And Lot, who went with Abram, also had flocks and herds and tents, so that the land could not support both of them dwelling together. For their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. At that time, the Canaanites and the Perizzites were dwelling in the land. So now, as we begin Genesis chapter 13, we discover that Abraham is actually very wealthy. Abraham came to Canaan with silver and gold, riches already. But after he came to Canaan, Abraham fled a famine in Canaan to the land of Egypt, and there were some unfortunate incidents in Egypt. But upon his leaving Egypt, he discovered that that Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, had added to his wealth. He had added household staff. He had added livestock to to Abraham's household. And so when Abraham came back to Canaan, he was even wealthier than he had been before. And Abraham's wealth in Genesis 13 became a problem. Abraham came back to the hills of Canaan from Egypt to the Negev to the hills of Canaan, and he came with his entire household, his household staff, his livestock, his nephew Lot, Lot's household staff and livestock as well, and they came into the hill country of Canaan, which was a semi-arid and somewhat desolate place. And the weight of the livestock and the weight of the household staff was great on the land. And there were already people there, Canaanites and Perizzites, living off of the land already in towns and villages, and the weight of all that wealth was just too much. The land 
could not sustain them. And this led to a conflict between the herdsmen of Abraham and the herdsmen of Lot. They were in conflict constantly over pasture land and water and resources. The wealth of this combined set of households was just too great for the land to sustain. Which brings us to a point already, and that is that when we walk with God, we are blessed. That's what we learn from Abraham today. When we walk with God, we are blessed. Now, please don't misunderstand me. This isn't some type of theology that says that if you will belong to God, you will be healthy and wealthy and blessed and happy and wise. That is not what Genesis chapter 13 is saying to us. But what the Bible is saying to us clearly is that as we walk with God, God provides everything that we need and most of what we want. In fact, Jesus makes this very point in the New Testament. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus gives us a beautiful image of God's care for us. In, Genesis, in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says, Consider the lilies of the field. By this, he means the wildflowers, pretty much the weeds. How they grow, they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon, the great king of Israel, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. And then in verse 30, Jesus goes on to give us the conclusion. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? And, and we get the point. Because you see, Jesus is talking here about worry and anxiety and fear. And he's saying there is no need to have worry and anxiety and fear. God provides. You do not need to fear. But do we get the point underneath the point? Which is we do not need to worry. We do not need to fear. We do not have anxiety because God sees us. And he provides everything we need and most of what we want. When we walk with God, we are blessed. And that means that the right response for us as the people of God is gratitude. Gratitude is saying thank you to God. And when we respond to God with gratitude, it breaks some of the unhealthy attitudes in our lives. When we respond to God with gratitude for the way that he's blessed us, it begins to free us from bondage to worry and anxiety and fear and when we respond to God with gratitude, it begins to teach us that we do not own everything that we have. We didn't get everything that we have on our own, and we're not free to do with it as we please. Why? Because everything we have is actually given to us by God. Gratitude reminds us of that. Thank you, God, for everything you have given me. And gratitude is just the right response for us to have to God. We discover not only was Abraham blessed, though, but Abraham was a blessing. Abraham specifically was a blessing to his nephew Lot. And we read about the way that he was a blessing to Lot, picking up in verse 8 through verse 13. Then Abram said to Lot, let there be no strife between you and me, between your herdsmen and my herdsmen, for we are kinsmen. Is not the whole land before you? Separate yourself from me. If you take the left hand, then I will go to the right, or if you take the right hand, then I will go to the left. 
And Lot lifted up his eyes and saw that the Jordan Valley was well watered everywhere, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt in the direction of Zoar. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So Lot chose for himself all the Jordan Valley, and Lot journeyed east. Thus they separated from each other. Abram settled in the land of Canaan, while Lot settled among the cities of the valley and moved his tent as far as Sodom. Now, the men of Sodom were wicked, great sinners against the Lord. So now we find Abraham being an intentional blessing to his nephew Lot. Abraham, the greater of the two, came up with a solution to their mutual problem, and the solution was obvious. Abraham and Lot needed to part ways. Their households needed to separate in order to end the conflict between them and maintain the family ties between those at the top. And so Abraham gave a great blessing to Lot. Abraham allowed Lot to choose. They were located in the central highlands, and Abraham said, you have the choice. You can go one way or the other. You can go on into the highlands of Canaan, or you can go down into the Jordan River Valley. And as Lot looked at the Jordan River Valley, he saw that it was well watered. It had the Jordan River and tributaries and plains, and it was filled with cities, which was a familiar context for Lot. And so Lot thought, I will go to the better of these two places. I'll go to the Fertile Valley. I will settle near the cities. My, my livestock will have plenty of pasture, and I will be in familiar surroundings. And so Lot went into the Jordan River Valley, probably to the southern and eastern edge of the Dead Sea. Abraham, meanwhile, continued on in the hills of Canaan. Now, Abraham blessed his nephew Lot because he trusted God. God had already told Abraham, I will give you the land of Canaan. And Abraham had already learned that God would keep the promises that he had made, and God would keep this promise about the land of Canaan. And so, Abraham could give Lot his choice because Abraham understood that God is trustworthy and will keep the promises that he has made. But what we learn from Abraham in this case is that when we walk with God, we too are to be a blessing. God has given us resources, and God gives us resources for a purpose— Blessings are a bit like water, if you will. Water flows into a place, and it is meant to flow out of that place. Water, if it flows into a place and stays, rots. It, it, it spoils. Water is meant to flow into a place and flow out, continuing to give life. And, and blessings are like that. God pours blessings into our lives but not for us to hoard those blessings. God pours blessings into our lives so that we can use them for purposes. God gives us blessings of resources in order to provide for the needs that we have in life. God provides us the blessing of resources in order that we might see that ministry and mission happen. God provides us the blessing of resources with which we can love one another and we can love the lost by sharing the good news with them. And we can change the condition of the poor and the downtrodden in the world. God gives us resources so that we can be a blessing to others. 
But in order to be a blessing to others with our resources, we have to trust God. We have to trust that God who has provided everything that we need and most of what we want in the past is God who will provide everything we need and most of what we want in the future. We trust that God will keep his promises to us just as he kept his promises to Abraham. But interestingly, God was not done with Abraham yet. Abraham was again blessed to be a blessing. The blessings on Abraham continue as we read verses 14 through 18. The Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are, northward and southward and eastward and westward, for all the land that you see I will give to you and to your offspring forever. I will make your offspring as the dust of the earth, so that if one can count the dust of the earth, your offspring also can be counted. Arise, walk through the length and the breadth of the land, for I will give it to you. So Abram moved his tent and came and settled by the oaks of Mamre, which are at Hebron, and there he built an altar to the Lord. God appeared to Abram again. God spoke to Abram, Abraham again. Can you imagine being spoken to by God like that? And the thing that God told him is, I'm going to bless you, certainly. I've told you before I will bless you. I want you to know more detail about how I will bless you. And he said, Abraham, I'm going to give you this land. And Abraham, I'm going to give you descendants. I'm going to give you descendants as numerous as the grains of sand on the seashore. Abraham, I'm going to give you this land, and I want you to see this land. He said, look up, Abraham. Look to the north. Look to the south. Look to the east. Look to the west. I will give it all to you. And then God told Abraham to do something strange, to journey through the length and the breadth of it, to take possession of that land. God said, I want you to get up from where you are, and I want you to walk through all of this land, and I want you to see it for yourself, and I want you to take possession of it in your mind. And the Bible doesn't tell us if Abraham left Bethel and I on a journey on foot by himself to see it all, but what the Bible does tell us is that Abraham caused his entire household to move from the high hills near Bethel and I down toward Hebron. And symbolically, he's beginning a journey. He's getting his household raised up and he is moving to say, God, I am going with you into the future that you have planned for me. And it raises the question for us about whether we have taken possession of the great riches and wealth that are available to us in Jesus Christ. And it's odd to think about what God has done for us in Jesus Christ as wealth and riches, but what he has done for us is exactly that, spiritual wealth and spiritual riches. In fact, the Apostle Paul calls it wealth and riches explicitly in the book of Ephesians chapter 1. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, the Apostle Paul writes, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. He's poured out wealth and riches on us that come directly from heaven. Paul goes on to say, what, what riches has God poured out on us? He's poured out on his calling 
and forgiveness. He has made us holy. Those are riches. Paul goes on to add, he's adopted us as sons and daughters of his. That's a riches. He goes on to say that God is pouring out his Holy Spirit, and God the Holy Spirit is speaking to us and making God known to us. That's wealth, that's spiritual riches. And he concludes in Ephesians 1.18 where he says, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? Have you understood, have you grasped, have you owned all of the riches that are available to you by God's glorious grace? Have you walked the length and the breadth of those riches that are available to you? Have you taken possession of the riches and the wealth in Christ that are available to you? Are you feeling them, understanding them, owning them, using them, experiencing them? Are you sitting at home, staring at them, wondering? Because God has given us incredible riches in Christ Jesus, and he means for us to take possession of them and to do something with them. Because as we consider Abraham, the most important thing for us to walk away with today is that when we walk with God, we too are blessed to be a blessing. We too are blessed to be a blessing. God has poured resources into our lives. God has poured spiritual riches into our lives. And like Abraham, we are blessed in these ways in order to be a blessing to others around us. Jesus talks about this pattern in Luke chapter 6, and he's directly addressing, judging, and forgiving. But the pattern that he gives us applies to blessings as well. In Luke chapter 6, verse 38, Jesus says, give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put in your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. We are blessed not to take it ourselves, but to be a blessing. Well, what do we do since we are blessed to be a blessing? I want to suggest a few things to us today. First of all, say thank you to God. Say thank you to God. Saying thank you to God is the right way to be in relationship with God who has blessed us. And saying thank you to God frees us from all kinds of spiritual prisons that we might find ourselves in. And saying thank you to God leads directly to our ability to do the second thing that we do since we are blessed to be a blessing, and that is loosen our grip on our possessions. When we think that we have gained and earned and owned our possessions, we hold on to them with a white-knuckle grip, intending to have, to hold, to keep, to protect, and to use our possessions. But what we find, if we're blessed to be a blessing, is that those possessions, our resources were not gained for us by ourselves, but given to us by God. They're not owned by us. They're owned by God. We don't get to use them for the ends we determine. We get to use them for the purposes that God has given them to us for and begins to loosen our grip on our possessions. In order to do that, we have to do the third thing, which is trust God to keep providing 
Trust God to keep providing because God who gives us everything we need and most of what we want here and now is God who will continue to give us everything we need and most of what we want for a lifetime and for eternity. Why? Because God is good. Because God who is good is faithful. God was good to Abraham, was faithful and trustworthy to Abraham, and God is faithful and good and trustworthy to us. So we trust that God who has always provided in the past will keep providing in the future. And once we trust, we have the opportunity to try to outgive God. We're told that we are blessed to be a blessing, and as we start to give back to God and to give away resources to others, we typically approach the question and ask, what is the least I can give to not get zapped by God? (laughs) And of course, that's the wrong question. But then the next question that we ask is, how much is enough? If I give this much, is that enough? And how much is little enough and how much is enough? Those are both the wrong questions to ask. Because you see, God does not bless us in little spoonfuls of blessings. Instead, God blesses us in ways that feel like a dump truck of blessing has been backed up and the the tail end has been lifted up and blessings are dumped on us in vast quantity. And so the right question is not how little is enough, how much is enough. The right question is how much can I give back to God and away to others? God is the model, and I give as God has given to me. And I attempt the ridiculous thing of trying to outgive God, who is the great giver. And I know I never can, but it is going to be fun trying. Try to outgive God. And then we find that we are truly able to give and receive freely. We receive with gratitude, we give with trust. Then we receive abundantly and we give joyfully. Giving, receiving, and giving become a loop that feeds back and reinforces itself. We are blessed. Let us therefore give and receive freely. We are blessed. Let us be a blessing. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the Valley Avon Podcast. If you would like to hear more, you can subscribe for free on any platform you use. If you would like to visit us in person or would like to submit a prayer request, you can visit us on the web at avon.valleycommunity.cc. From all of us here at Valley Community Baptist Church, thank you for coming and have a blessed week.